This is Astash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies, talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve, and turn your bottom line from red to black. And our guest today is Mr. Wes Ganey with Farmers Mutual Insurance. Family work, uh, maybe a little bit of history, because uh, Mr. West has been with uh, Farmers Mutual for, what is it, about 13 years now? Is that right? Correct. Wow. Okay. And uh, for almost the last year or, or more than the last year, he's been the man with the plan, uh, the president. Does that include CEO or... Uh, yes, general. We call it general manager. Same, okay. Same difference. Yeah. That's what I thought. In other words, you're driving. You're driving the vehicle. We're we're not big on titles around here. <laughs> you just get all the work done. That's the bottom line, right? Friday mornings, I bring the trash back out from the curb. <laughs> I gotcha. Whatever's needed, that's what you do. That's right. That's when you're over a team, you are uh, you are supporting the cast, as it were. Well, you know as well as anybody, don't you? Yes, yes. Uh, I was telling someone uh, the other day about my first entrance into store management years ago, and my first store started with sweeping the parking lot at 6 o'clock in the morning before anybody got there and then moving on in from there. So, yeah, I know about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And uh, we'll talk some more about history, but I do want to put this in the start of the conversation because your background is quite different than most people would think. And I happen to know that Mr. West is a graduate of Notre Dame University. Am I correct? Uh, that that is correct. Yes. And uh, so so the beginning of careers has taken him a long road around. So I have a few questions I'm going to ask, and the first one's just a silly question: Are you an Android Android or iPhone guy? iPhone. iPhone. Okay. Now, do you have a reason for that? Well, why does any baby boomer? Uh, use one or the other it's because their kids or their grandkids are using it first and showed them how to use it that's right if you want to stay connected to your grandkids you have to know how to do that right yeah so if they were using android i'd be an android (laughs) it's that simple (laughs) it's it's really it really is that simple yes well uh, speaking of family and grandkids tell us a little bit about your family wes Wow, uh, wonderful family. They all live uh, live uh, in this area. All our immediate family. Uh, uh, my wife and best friend Rose. Uh, we've been married um, thirty seven years, coming up on thirty seven years. Wow. And uh, we, yeah, she she stuck stays by me in spite of myself and <laughs> my my biggest supporter and my my biggest critic at the same time so um and in yeah, the rose 
in the best Go possible ahead. way, the critic part in the best possible way. Makes you a better person. Well, true. I, I remember early, oh gosh, early, uh, before I even got in, in in the insurance industry, but I was a supervisor. Of, uh, I had been a, a person I supervised uh, got upset at me and uh, she just, she was telling me all these things about me that I did and didn't do. And I, you know, I went home and I said, Rose, you're not going to believe what this person said. She said this, this, that, and this, you know, and, and I said, can you believe it? And Rose looked at me and just very as supportive as she could be. And she says, well, hon, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, I guess that was my, you know, kind of that wake up call. Mm, yeah. The way we see ourselves often is not the way others see us. And so true. Try to try to be, you know, try to be to uh, guard ourselves, I guess. And how right. Talk or act toward others. So it's so true. Yeah, that was helpful. And and how thankful are we to have a mate that will be honest with us when we need to hear it, but may not want to. Right. And you won't be surprised that uh, Rose is a, uh, she is a, has her master's in family therapy and is mm. a therapist that works with, uh, with children um, uh, who, who have been abused um, in some way. She works for a child advocacy center in Sevier County. So she has, you know, a very underappreciated, but, but probably one of the mo more important jobs uh, of anybody working with children. And so, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful also, thing. She's also a wonderful mom and uh, we have three, three children, uh, two, uh, two of those children are married. Uh, uh, our oldest Megan is uh, all fought, followed Rose in uh, kind of in the, in that career path and works, works with kids who are, works with uh, Norris Acad at Norris Academy for uh, works with autistic children and um, uh, she and her husband have a, a daughter and our, our granddaughter um, and then uh, Kristen uh, works for Johnson University in the finance department and she's married to uh, uh, she's married to uh, uh, Knox County Deputy Sheriff and National Guardsman and um, they gave us our first grandchildren, Olivia, who's four, and J uh, Jimmy Zeke. I call him Jimmy Zeke because uh, we have way too many Jimmys in our or Jameses in our family. And uh, no offense to the name, but I call him Jimmy Zeke to distinguish. We, uh, he's a year old, and then our youngest Matt is uh, he's a he, he is an entertainer and a motivational speaker. Oh wow. When COVID, uh, when COVID subsides uh, and they open, open up, uh, he'll be in, he travels around the Southeast and speaks at schools and is all, doing all of that online right now. Sure. Um, including, including in uh, the United Kingdom and New Zealand and oh, Australia. Wow. So. wow, that is just fantastic. What a family. So you've got three grandchildren already. Is that right? Three grandchildren. Okay. Yep. Yep. Love them, love them, love them. Oh, they are the best. You just spoil them and send them home, right? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> there was a time they were living with us, and that, that we couldn't quite do that. So, but now we can. <laughs> oh, okay, you're in a good place then. You're in a good place. <laughs> the, the son-in-law that's in the National Guard was off, had orders to Afghanistan. So. Oh. <laughs> oh well, is is he still there? Is he back now? Or no, no, he's he's back. He's okay. back. Uh, but, uh, well, I was hoping yeah, he wasn't still. Everything's good in there. Mess. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, tell so me. That's us. Well, wonderful. What a great family. Um, so I always like to uh, bring that into conversation because we so often just focus on business. And, you know, for any of us that's in business, we realize that that family is what gives us the foundation to do what we do. And it's so important. Um, right. Yeah. So tell me, uh, have you got a favorite book or something that you've read lately that stands out as uh, what you would say this is a great book? Uh, doesn't have to be a recommendation, but just something that's uh, that's a favorite of yours or something you've read that really uh, affected you. Sure. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll answer it this way. We're actually um, we're actually as a as a management team going through a book right now. Um, oh. And we, we, we meet together once a month to discuss it. And uh, it, uh, the book, the book is entitled eat leaders eat last by Simon Sinek. Hmm. And uh, uh, we're almost finishing it up. So we're looking at our next book, but this has been a good, uh, just a wonderful exercise for us to do as a management team. Mm. Um, it really fits in with the kind of organization that we strive to be, want to be. I guess the, uh, the, the thing that got my attention about the book was the, was the idea that leaders, the, the, the leaders eat last. <laughs> and part of it, we joke, we, we joke in that we uh, that well not joke but our 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 chairman of the board Gordo Watson uh, anytime we have a function he he kind of races to the back of the line and mm. makes sure everybody else gets through mm -hmm. and sometimes is behind the counter helping serve and <laughs> and uh, and it it always made an impression on me and it mm -hmm. reminded me of the days when I was in the military myself that it, it seemed like the, those who were the leaders kind of, they, they let the, the other, the enlisted folks go through, uh, and, and eat first. And so that's what caught my, my attention. About sure. It. Sure. And, uh, and, and it really just talks about the, you know, a company's biggest strength is its people, not its products or its service, but its people. And, right. and in order to get that, you've got to build a circle of trust and, and it's inspire loyalty with, with your Pete, with your employees mm -hmm. first, and then that that'll then expand to to uh, to customers. So we've we've really enjoyed the book. We're we're looking to, uh, we're excited about looking to the next book that we would will go to. So that's one we're currently reading. Well, that's great. That's great. It it uh, it sounds like it's illustrative illustrative of the biblical principle and i know these are close to you but servant leader that that principle uh that jesus gave that uh you know uh yeah. that that's our position 
And if we want to have maximum influence in life, whether it's in business or family, wherever, that's the that's the position we should be in. Well, you know, and 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 I agree with that. That's absolutely was my thought too, servant leader. I don't know that this author is Christian, mm-hmm. but you know what? There are Christian principles that are universal. Oh, absolutely. And servant leadership that is exemplified for us through Christ. Um, that's that's universal. Yeah, yeah. I call those God principles. It don't matter whether you believe or not. They just yeah, are. That's right. That's right. I mean, it it, it doesn't matter. And you yeah. know, and, and you know, you know, most of my, you know, as far as my, I guess, favorite authors or favorite books in the past, uh, I would, I guess, I'd have. Yeah, I, I'm thinking through my head they would be mostly Christian authors, but mm-hmm. uh, whether whether they're uh, fiction or nonfiction books, you know, yeah. uh, when I nonfiction, I think of, uh, the one that was really foundational for me in my early faith as a Christian was, uh, um, you know, out, outside of the Bible, of course, would, it would been, uh, uh, a book called more than a carpenter. Mm. Does that, does that ring a bell I'm, for I'm you? familiar with that title, but I'm not sure I've read that book, but I am familiar with the title. Uh, Josh, it was by Josh McDowell. Oh, Josh McDowell. It, uh, That's probably why, because I read a lot of his stuff years ago. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, as an early Christian, I was very much a skeptic. Mm. And, uh, and so this was a book that he just put it forth very logically. Mm-hmm. The evidence, uh, and another one of his books is Evidence That Demands a Verdict. But yes, very, put I it very that. simply. In fact, that was a book probably I've bought more of those books in my lifetime than any one book. And, and have just given them out to people. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that those are you know that would be I I guess that that's one that has always stood out in my mind as one everybody should read. Right. Right. Well, uh, just that brief conversation tells me you're a reader, and uh, uh, I'm a reader, and uh, I think it's it's such a good thing to expand your knowledge and uh, view of life when you read, and and sometimes you need to read things that are counter to how you think to, to be able to uh, respond to the challenge of uh, sometimes I haven't always thought the right way, you know, so having, having someone challenge how I think is a good growth project. I, oh, I definitely agree with that. And at the time reading that book as a, uh, I, I don't know who suggested it to me, but it was, it was not something that I, thought I wanted to read, but once I did, it, it really, it made me think. Sure. And if a book makes you think, it's good. Even if it doesn't agree with you, it's, with what you're, that's right. That's right. It's kind of like that going to church in the sermon. You do, you just, and I've, unfortunately I've been to too many of those sermons where the preacher makes me really mad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And and I uh, realized that the reason it makes me really mad is because I needed to hear that. Yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah. It was uh, that was uh, the scripture talking more than he was. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, tell me now. I know you you work a lot, but do you have any hobbies? Uh, if if you aren't working or you didn't have to work, what would you be spending your time doing? Well, um, I, you know, hobbies to speak of, I, I, I can't say, you know, I, I do love to go up into the mountains and, 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 and hike 
um, and and do that as often as I can. I do really enjoy that. We we enjoy traveling, whether it's just taking a road trip in the area. There's so much to do. Of course, I'm in Knoxville, and and we're in a you know East Tennessee. We're in a beautiful part of the not only the state but the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of things to do uh, if you just uh, think about it and. You know, so we try to we try to make weekend trips when we when we can. Our kids used to laugh that we never took fam- family vacations. We always took we always took uh, learning trips because oh. we uh, <laughs> we would go to <laughs> we'd go to some his we'd go to historic places. You know, yeah. we've been to Mount Vernon and Monticello and even you know just wherever Truman mm-hmm. Truman's house and in, uh, Independence Missouri so the, the kids used to joke about that but but I think they uh, I think they appreciate it and, and value those yeah. those times probably more so that. more so now as memories than they did at the moment maybe but yeah. oh sure yeah. oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there's something about actually being there I, and mm-hmm. you know I, uh, I I do love history and I, that's another thing you know as far yeah. as books go is if I can read a history book or a, or a biography, I, I kind of prefer those over over a fiction book yeah. most times. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. That's that's kind of what appeals to me as well. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like being you, being West Ganey. Now, uh, I want you to give us a little bit of history before insurance because I was looking at your uh, what you did in college in your degree, and it said international studies. So give us a glimpse before the insurance, and I know there's some things even beyond Farmers Mutual that uh, related to insurance in a different way. So give us a little bit of history and what it kind of looks like being you now. Started off with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, so I did study government and international relations. Okay. Um, I used to joke that I didn't, uh, I, I didn't understand what it, the, what that they meant by international relations. So it uh, <laughs> was something different than I thought, of course, being a young, young guy at the time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I had those thoughts that uh, I was going to, going to go into law or something like that. And that would be, be a good, uh, good uh, uh, springboard um, but after uh, after four years of college I uh, really I didn't have an interest to, to go on and decided to join uh, well actually before I decided to join the Marine Corps I I taught uh, I taught elementary school for a year now I and, didn't know uh, that. That's that's a new one on me. So. No, I don't. I don't tell a lot of people <laughs> about that. It's um, it's kind of embarrassing that the the kids were so tough on me. I decided to join the Marine Corps instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, which is which is true. I did join the Marine Corps. Um, I had wanted to go through officer candidate school, but I couldn't. I just didn't get accepted and. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided to uh, go the enlisted route as a college graduate, which which set me up to 
for promotion for good promotions in the enlisted ranks and mm-hmm. um, got accepted to officer candidate school and uh, not too long after that was in a, a, a military we were out doing some training and was in an accident and herni- got uh, three herniated discs so oh uh, that kind of short-circuited my uh, my Marine Corps career which I uh, by the way I really loved I, I enjoyed enjoyed that time in my life uh, very much and pro- may have made it a career um, but uh, God had other plans for me and ended up moving uh, back to Indianapolis, which was our hometown, and and looking for something that would I could apply my government and international relations and thought maybe I'll be a lobbyist or something. So I started looking at associations hmm. and um, landed, um, didn't, did, never did do the lobbying part, but I ended up, uh, they saw a teacher on my resume and said, oh, how about how about if you be, uh, you, you, we need a director of education for the Apartment Association of Indiana. I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. And, and that, that began my love affair with, uh, with the association uh, uh, management uh, mm-hmm. field. And, and I did that for 20 years. Um, ended up at um, the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies, mm-hmm. a national association of about 1,700 companies worldwide. And that was my, that was the beginning of my love affair with the uh, mutual insurance industry. And, uh, you know, my first day on the job, they asked me to sit in on one of the board meetings and the I remember the uh, chairman of the board, who happened to be the president and CEO of Brotherhood and Mutual. He opened the meeting and he said, "Before we conduct business, let's bow our heads and pray." And I, and I thought, "Wow, this is this that's impressive." Mm-hmm. Here's all these, here's this board of directors for this association, and they happen to be the heads of uh, of many of the uh, of mutual insurance companies that we that we would recognize their names mm-hmm. <laughs> you wow. know these are household names and, and i thought wow this is impressive mm-hmm. um and one of the one of the books uh one there was a book that happened to be that was left for me that was from the previous person and and it was uh the book was entitled and i've got it i keep i've kept it with me all these years uh, it's called Bear Ye One Another's Burdens. And it's based on Galatians. And um, it's the story of the mutual insurance industry hmm. and this one particular company in particular, but it, it, but it, it could apply to any company. And that was just another thing that just, wow, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. The whole philosophy of mutual insurance, neighbor helping neighbor. Mm-hmm helping helping each other out and that's how a lot of the mutual insurance companies got got started and wow. including the first the first in um, America uh, I don't know if you know this uh, bill but the first mutual insurance company was founded by Benjamin Franklin in 1752 yes uh, I remember I didn't remember the year but I knew it was Benjamin Franklin 
Yeah, and, and it was kind of a spinoff of the volunteer fire departments. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that company that he founded or helped found is still in existence today. And it's called the Philadelphia Contribution Show. And so uh, that, you know, I, I love to talk about the mutual insurance industry. And I love to talk about our company. Right. Because I think it's such a, a it is a wonderful industry. And, and, and we do. You know, we uh, I, I believe we as an industry do good things for mm -hmm. for uh, for a lot of people. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I was thinking about that recently when all of the the continuing catastrophic events have been happening, and uh, how little uh, reporting or discussion there is in the public of the insurance role in that and what it would look like if there were no insurance companies to come behind those catastrophic events to help restore people's possessions. Uh, right. And, it, you know, I just got to thinking about that. Thought, wow, we are part of something that's so much bigger than any one of us and that's so foundational to the, the livelihood of our country and uh, makes me proud to be part of it in just the way I am. Oh, I agree. I, I, I'm right there with you. And, um, and we try to instill that in, in our folks here at our company. We've been around since 1913 and we, we've grown, we've grown each, each year. And, uh, right. we started out as a small County mutual. We were started by about a, about a hundred farmers. That's who, what I was going to say. I remember that because I was there uh, you were there a hundred the, years ago. Well, no, no, now wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I was, I was there at the hundredth anniversary celebration. Let me get that That's straight right. now. <laughs> so it was special. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're very proud of that and we're very proud, uh, uh of those roots and, mm -hmm. you know, it, just very basic, you know, you got a hundred farmers that couldn't find insurance, property insurance anywhere. Uh, the, and they couldn't get it from the bigger carriers at the time. Mm -hmm. And so they, they decided to, uh, to band together, I guess, uh, is the way you say it and, and form their own company. And they each put in a, you know, money into the pot, so to speak, yeah, you know, yeah. Skin <laughs> said, in the okay, game. If your place, if your place, you know, if you have, if, if the wind knocks your, your house down, then we'll, we'll use this kitty to help rebuild yeah. it. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. So. it's, it's a wonderful concept and it, it works today just as well as it did in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, with that company place where you are, what, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges going forward? Is it, uh, is it people? Is it technology? Is it competitors? What, what's in front of you? I know you think about this all the time. Uh, uh, what's well, your perspective on that? Um, well, the perspective is, uh, we're, you know, we're, every industry is going to have its challenges. We have our, you know, we have our challenges just as much as anybody. Um, I think it's, you're, you're a small business. We're a small, we're a smaller insurance company. Um, and you know, our, I think for us, it's, um, being a small company, it's scalability, trying to compete mm. with the big, 
the big companies. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't we can't just drop a a million or two do, two million dollars on technology or however mm-hmm. much on technology. I mean, we 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 just we we don't have uh, those resources. So we have to you know we have to be more creative and and it, it all comes down to scalability. Mm. But interestingly enough, so I used to work for NAMIC. NAMIC is a great organization. They they recently published a public policy paper. And, and interestingly, what caught my, our attention about this was these were things, you know, when we get together as a board, we talk about these challenges. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and, and, and frankly, it's, it won't surprise anyone, but in NAMIC, uh, NAMIC's public policy or their studies or their interviews, how they collected this information from various companies. But, you know, we, we share all of these uh, stressors, I guess, with other companies, whether it's the biggest being state, state farm, auto owners, that to the, to the smallest company. But, and it, it would be one stressor on the industry is inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no surprise there. Sure. Right. Uh, another stressor on the on insurance companies is reset is the recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it affects our our, our uh, surplus and and you know that we that we maintain to help pay for future claims. Um, the big thing, and this is becoming bigger and bigger every year, as you no surprise, but it's cyber mm-hmm. cyber attacks. Yes. That's something we're very conscious of. Um, another thing this may surprise some listeners is that insurance companies buy insurance. <laughs> you know, we call it reinsurance. Yes. You know, we, you know, and that, that helps in those, in those rough times helps keep us afloat. So one of the things about the reinsurance market, it's really tightening up and it's, it's hard to, to uh, find affordable reinsurance. So that's, that's a fourth stressor stressor they pointed out and then a fifth the fifth one and no surprise here is severe convective storms mm-hmm. of course we read this right after december 10th uh and of course we know what happened out in out in uh, west tennessee right but you know i am noticing and um i am you know i i, I am noticing i think we all notice that the the that climate is changing, whether it's, whether it's, as some would say, man-made, but mm-hmm. I would say that it's just an historical thing would be my personal belief. Um, uh, but, but it, but weather patterns are changing. That, right. There's no doubt about no, that. No, that's right. That, that, and it's, it's impacting us as a company. Yes. Us primarily out in West and middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, those 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 things are there. If you're in the industry, like you say, they're they're not as surprising to all of us because everyone's talking about them and and in some degree dealing with all those major stress factors on the industry as a whole. And then whatever part we play, we we feel the effects of them for sure. Right, and 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 I don't, and I'm not trying to make light. I know this doesn't just affect our our industry alone. We're not. We're not on an island in that because the families, families are dealing with that too. Yes. Individual families. Yes. Other businesses are dealing with it. You know, individual and independent insurance agents are dealing with it. Uh, restaurants, you know, I, I yeah. saw 
we just had another restaurant close because they just can't they it's just hard right you know right it's, and and so we it, it's how do you and I guess you know the thing that keeps me up. I guess if the, if and I know that's not what you asked, but I do. I guess I it does, it's related. It's a challenge. Is the people we're trying to help? They're struggling. Mm-hmm. So many of them are struggling. Yes. And um, you know, and so so we don't we don't take a for example a rate increase lightly. Um, it's not because we're we're trying to uh you know pat our pat our uh pockets you know right we're we're, we're trying to maintain stability um, um and and you know financial stability of a company so that it'll be there for everybody right and so right. this but it's but it's no different than what other businesses yeah. have to to deal with i mean we're dealing with the same thing that is true there's a lot of commonality there across the spectrum of what it takes to keep the economy moving. And uh, it's, uh, I think, if anything, more complex today than it was in in prior periods of time. Certainly not any less complex, for sure. And sure. Uh, the, uh, you know, but the one thing, and I, I hear this in your voice, and I know from just following you and, and your leadership, you are a uh, positive person, and you're a hopeful person, and those those two traits are important, I think, when you lead an organization, because uh, there are lots of stressors, there are lots of challenges, but how you approach those is uh, instructed or it's put on a track by your general thinking, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 I do appreciate that, and but I I think you also recognize it not only in me, but you've probably recognized it in Gordo before me. Yes. But, but also you recognize it in our, in our staff as well. Yeah. in your team, it comes through. It really does. And, 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 you know, and we, we got together this summer and did a, came up with this, did us our strategic plan. And, and I was so proud of our team. Um, and they developed, they came up with, core values and and after you know after it was all finalized and it was all decided and and I had very very little input direct input I should say in this mm-hmm. I was so proud of what they came up with mm. as 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 our company's core values mm-hmm. and if you don't mind I'd like to share those because oh, that I, would be I great that would be great. Um, we call our core values. We we call it, and you know this is our tagline is shared purpose, mutual values. Mm-hmm. But the first core value is family, and that family is we we think very broadly when we think of family. Mm-hmm. It's that's our employees and uh, coworkers, uh, uh, customers, agents, vendors, and our community. Um, and we care and respect uh, respect them, okay? Um, integrity is the, no, is the second one. And that's, you know, that's just like it says. It's, you know, it's more than honesty, um, it, but it's being very transparent and, and uh, saying what, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. 
right. values and you know holding holding true to our, what we our values and statements the third one is service uh, and that's approaching interactions with our fmt family with an attitude of positive appreciation and patience mm. and a willingness to go the extra mile in assisting one another and then stability um that you we we two two things here is you know is kind of remain one is that idea of remaining calm under challenging circumstances yes okay because we we deal with a lot of challenges right <laughs> and uh uh, but it's also it's also being good stewards. Mm -hmm. uh, this is on our company. We don't own. No one owns Farmers Mutual of Tennessee. No one person. That's that's the whole idea behind a mutual. Right. Is it's owned by the policyholders. So we're just we're here for just a short time, and we need to be good financial stewards and leave it in a better condition than where what we got it. Um, so stability is 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 very important. Um, but it, it that could that takes two different tones. It's financial stability, but just being the type of person that we have. A, I have a saying that it's on my wall that it's a reminder to me. It's not for anybody else, but it's for me. Is is to develop an attitude independent of your circumstances. Mm. And of course, great. the idea is you, you have a positive attitude. Yes, and and, and maintain that and. My wife's my wife likes to say become a <laughs> be a be a thermostat and not a thermometer. There you go. Yeah, I, I I like that. I like that. Well, uh, I always uh, that that's a wonderful place to kind of wrap up, and I've kept you a little longer than I meant to, but I appreciate you taking time. And we always uh, end up because we have a, a lot of. Uh, business owners, entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast. And uh, we always try to give them a, a best bottom line business tip at the end. And uh, what you've just described, uh, even though there's multiples, is a great tip on how to operate your business, regardless of what kind it is or what size it is. And uh, is there any particular thing you want to pick out as is like that business tip, or do you want to leave it with those? Well, it's no surprise. I'm a big, a big believer in association. Mm -hmm. And what I would, what I, what's helpful to me is being, being part of other, being part of a group, uh, being able to bounce ideas off others. So I, I see successful business people that are involved in their local community and their chambers and rotary and Kiwanis and other, you know, just, or, or whatever industry trade mm -hmm. that they're part of, for example, the PIA that you're involved in the professional insurance agents, um, uh, or, or whether it's insurers, you know, for mm -hmm. insurance agents, it, it, we don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> There's no reason to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't have all the great, the we don't have all the best ideas. Let's, you know, ask, ask, that's, ask around. Yes. Don't be a lone ranger. And I always say, let's rub elbows with someone that knows a little more than I do. You know. Absolutely. I always, I always do that. That's why I talk to you so much. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. 
Well, we, we, on that light note, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's podcast. Thank you, uh, Wes, with Farmers Mutual for being uh, a good guest and giving some time of yourself. I really appreciate it. And I know it'll be helpful to other people as they listen, get to know you a little better, and pick up some ideas about operating their business on a higher level. Uh, Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we will uh, see you in the near future. I know you've got an annual coming up here in March. I'm not sure I'm going to be there, but some of my people are and glean uh, information and help from that. So, Thanks for all Looking you do for the agents. My pleasure. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Take care, Miss West. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll have another special guest. So we'll see you next time right here in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is the stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, and grow. Community Insurance offers tailored protection for you, your family, and your business. We offer a personal touch in a digital world. Our client app on your phone puts us in the palm of your hand for communications on your schedule. Online, at home, or at your business, we deliver a tailored protection solution on your terms that fits your needs right now. You don't need another agent when you have a trusted advisor on the Great CI team.